Hello, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I am Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir, and today is Thursday, May 14th. So as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. You can let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We would love to hear it all. Yeah. Kate. Mm. You're not having a great day. <laughs> no, I hate this. I am struggling today and yesterday. You know, look, I'm just gonna be real, Dory. I hate this. I feel like I'm not getting anything done. I am struggling. I can't focus. I feel like I'm failing my kids. I'm just, uh, I'm just underwater just floating around. And I mean, that's just, that's just it. That's just where I'm at today. Mm. This this fucking sucks. This fucking sucks. And, um, I don't know. I don't like, you know, I do all my, like trying to remember my, how lucky we have it and know that we're all healthy and all those good things. But like today I am just in the shit. I'm just in the shit. I'm going to swear a lot on this episode. So Sorry. If you were okay. coming here to like have a soothing <laughs> podcast to listen to while you chopped some carrots, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. And you know, like we have some stuff going on, as I mentioned to you, off the air that involves our kids that my kids are now like wise to the fact that I record podcasts and talk about them. So they have basically told me not to talk about them on my podcast. So I was like, okay, that's fair, uh, of course. So I'm not going to elaborate, but we're just like, the school stuff is hard. I'm yeah. It is really hard. I do not know how to do it. And when I, you know, yesterday there was a bit of a spiral happening here in California because uh, I forget the person's title, the health director who works I think with. She's the County health commissioner. Yes. For LA County said in some meeting that we're looking like at least three more months of, of stay at home orders. And while I think that is for the best of all of us, it still sent me into a panic. And I think maybe it also did for you, Dory. Mm-hmm. So when I think about like, I don't, you know, obviously no one knows anything, but like, it's very hard for me to imagine that like, we're going to have any sort of normal school next year. So when I just start thinking about like the, what it looks, life looks like in three weeks and then three months and everything just sends me panicking and it feels very overwhelming. I'm not getting anything done. I'm really struggling with my mental health and all of that um, leads to just like shame spirals for me. I just feel like I'm failing everything and everybody as I've already said to you. (laughs) So I just am in that, I'm just in that space. And I, you know, I talked to my psychiatrist yesterday, which was very helpful, but like, I also, you know, like I think I've mentioned you know, like I have other things I need to do to kind of get some stuff, mental health stuff checked out for me. And I can't do that because we can't like see doctors in person right now. So, yeah. So then I'm just annoyed about that. And I don't know. And, you know, after all of this, I have so many huge feelings. I have not cried. 
I don't know where, mm. I don't know why, I don't know if I'm holding it in, but I really do feel like when the cry comes story, like every orifice in my body is going to open up and tears will pour out of my ears, my butt. It's all going to, there's just tears <laughs> going to be ever Like, I just feel like the tears have been building that like the eyes are not going to be enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when you have one yeah. of those really good cries yeah, and like your nose is crying and you're like drooling, but I feel like it's going to be. Do you, do you, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Do you, um, do you want something to precipitate the cry? Because I have a, a suggestion if you, if you want one. Okay. So never have I ever, which is a show that I, really enjoyed oh yes i wanted to start watching this is this gonna make me cry yes this this, i mean it might make you cry throughout at at times i mean it's a comedy so it's not like tragic but there is some tragedy in it and is there a dead mom no okay 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 but there is a dead parent okay (laughs) so the other the other possible gender identity parent okay um, and the season finale, I, I oh, found no. especially emotional. Well, Mindy um, Kaling is the creator, right? Yes. And her mom is dead. Yes. And she and I both, our moms both died of pancreatic cancer. So I feel a special mm. kinship to Mindy Kaling mm-hmm. that she doesn't, she doesn't know that we have, but we have it. <laughs> um, yeah, did you so cry watching it? I did cry. Okay. I didn't, I didn't have the like out of every orifice, you know, full body heaving sob cry, but I did cry. Um, I really love the show and it's like a nice way to sort of like get a cry going if you need one. Yeah, I do need one. Okay. I might do that. I mean, also today, uh, the Indigo girls are performing the entire rites of passage album live on the internet at, uh, I believe 7 PM Eastern. And that could also call forth the tears. Do you think they have upped their recording quality? They've been doing these live streams to promote their new album. And I don't, I'm not, I've missed the most recent one. So I don't know, but I do know they were like practicing the rites of passage songs because some of them they haven't done in a while. So anyway, (sighs) okay. I will, I will definitely check that show out. Anthony and I both want to watch it. So, um, and I could use some, I need to cry. I just like, can't get it out. Yeah, this this will help. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. You're so so welcome. Um, I realized that uh, that was a lot. That was a lot for me today. How are you? Where are you at in this journey? Well, you know, I also read this. We're probably going to be in lockdown through July order statement, whatever it was. It wasn't an official order because then Garcetti kind of walked it. Our mayor Garcetti kind of walked it back a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, let's be real. Like it feels like it, we're going to be in lockdown through July. And like, I honestly feel like we're going to be in lockdown until the end of the year, if not longer. And they're just giving us these like two to three month predictions. So people don't completely lose their minds. Like, it's just, I'm sorry to be such a downer, but like it, it really just feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, the there was the 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 whistle the, the the whistleblower guy. What's his name? Rick Bright today said that we're in for like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a horrible winter of the kind we've never seen before. If 
like we don't quickly course correct, which seems pretty freaking unlikely. So I'm just kind of like, I wouldn't say I'm like despairing or despondent, but I am sort of like, wow, this is, this really sucks. I have quarantine as I told Matt the other night that I have quarantine fatigue and he said, oh, you have quarantine. Wait, quarantine is, that's a great hybrid of a word. That's exactly. I thought it was a great word. Uh, Copyright Matt Myra. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Must credit Matt Myra. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's just all feeling pretty endless. And like you said, like I'm in a, I'm in a relatively privileged and great position here. Like I have a roof over my head. I have enough to eat. I have a family and a dog and we and can go into our yards yeah we can and, go and into work. our yards yeah. like like things are fine but they're also dark and I'm sort of you know I'm not personally despairing exactly but I'm kind of despairing for the state of humanity so that's just a lot to reckon with um and you know I I've been, I feel like I've been talking to a lot of other parents or just like reading what other parents are saying, like on Facebook and social media. And I also think I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that while Henry is a lot to handle, he's also very young. And so he's too young for me to worry about him, like missing school or, you know, he doesn't miss his friends. He doesn't know what friends are, you know? Um, But like, (laughs) But like I miss things about him having social interactions. Like I miss being able to take him to play group and seeing him play with other kids or even be able to take him to the park. Like I remember we used to take him to the park and he would like watch the big kids and he was just like, you know, he, he likes, he likes other kids. And yesterday when we were out for a walk, we ran into a friend um, who was sitting outside his house with his baby. Who's a few months younger than Henry. And like, I admit this is, a hundred percent me projecting, but I felt like Henry was like looking at her with the baby with like this deep curiosity. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, another person who looks like me. Like I haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Sure. Like they're observant people too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I and mean, it's just like bopping around a house with a couple of adults and a dog right now. Like, <laughs> it's probably like, yeah. oh, another one. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yes, story. I think that's, I mean, project away, but it also could be what's going on in his little brain. Yeah. So I don't know. And he's just getting like much more mobile and curious and doesn't like to be confined to his playroom anymore. Like he wants to wander around the house holding a spray bottle, like a little (laughs) janitor. Um, And, you know, I just like, I don't know. I don't know. Just kind of been thinking about this, this and I don't. I'm not worried about it really like affecting his development again, because he is so young. Um, but it's more like I, I liked seeing him have these experiences. If that makes sense. It all makes sense. So just kind of bummed about that. Yeah. That makes, that makes total sense. So, and you're a social, you're a social person. Like, even an antisocial person is going to miss some sort of human connection and interaction, I would imagine, you know? Like, it doesn't, it's not just social people who are missing human connection. And uh, totally. It's just, as, it's just, 
It, it just is hard. That's just hard. It's really hard. <sighs> How are our listeners doing, Dory? Well, you know, one of our listeners had some coping strategies that I thought would be fun to listen to. <laughs> um, so let's hear her voicemail. If I can find it. Oh, yes, here we go. Hi, Kat and Dora. This is Jasmine. I love your show. Uh, this is for the Here For You podcast. Uh, just wanted to share two things that have been helping me cope with the pandemic. Um, I will first say I'm very grateful that uh, my family's healthy and I am just thinking of people who um, who are struggling right now. And uh, I know it's a hard time, so I, I have sort of mixed feelings about sharing this because I don't want it to seem like I'm making light. Um, but I think we all do need to cope with this new reality. And so um, the first thing that helped me is realizing that uh, as, as humans, we need novelty in our lives. And right now, if you are social distancing, uh, which is, I hope, everybody, um, you are stuck in your house and kind of in the same routine within your four walls or maybe going for walks in your neighborhood. Um, so one thing that helped me to get some novelty was, uh, changing around the beds and furniture in the rooms uh, of our house. And my kids got really into this. Like once I did it, they just, they just kept like rearranging their room every hour, which was really funny. Um, but it just made me feel like when I walked into my bedroom, it, it just gave me a sense of novelty um, and just sort of a freshness that, that I felt like I really needed, uh, you know, because there are some days where, of course, we all feel really cooped up. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is about um, working with kids around and just like Kate's story about her daughter and how she made a hole in her iPad and uh, like rushed in during a work call is like, I think every working parent can relate to that. And, and just like realizing why that's so hard. Um, I've been thinking about it. And um, as humans, we really want flow state, which is when we're doing an activity and then we forget what we're doing, like we're so engrossed in the activity that we sort of forget everything else except doing that. Um, and if you find work that you do for pay satisfying, uh, sometimes that's because you can get into a flow state and you're just really focused and you're just focused completely on your work. And um, at the end of the day, getting into that state uh, can give you some satisfaction from your work. And when you have young kids around and they keep interrupting, it's it, prevents you from getting into that flow state. Um, so one thing that I've done is sometimes just wake up really early to work. My husband will work uh, late in the evenings, and so we can get that quiet time. Thank you so much for the podcast. I really love everything you guys are doing, and um, I just love your compassion for every single listener. So I really appreciate your work, and uh, can't wait to hear the pod. Flow state. Was it slow or flow? Flow, like F as in yes, Frank. Yes, flow, 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 flow. Flow, yes. yes. Uh, yes, I want. I do find the work I do satisfying. You know, especially with writing, you can get into that state, and I'm finding it very hard not to be able to get there right mm -hmm. now, I think, maybe is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's really hard. But I love this <sighs> idea of, like, rearranging things. 
Totally. That I'm also fun. just picturing her kid just like perpetually. Her kid's just like yeah. changing stuff around all the time. Totally. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. We got a really cute activity suggestion from a listener named Valerie that I wanted to read. I'm writing in with a suggestion for a fun social distancing activity. I'm the president of a local stay-at-home mom's club, and every May we host a favorite things party for our members. We get together and everyone brings five of their favorite things, as in five of one favorite item, to share with the group. You end up going home with five new products to try, and it's always a blast. This year, we are trying something new, a secret Santa-style favorite things party. We drew names using the website Elfster, and everyone will mail or drop off a package of their favorite things to the person they drew. Instead of five items, $5 or under, we set a limit of $25 per gift. We plan on opening all the gifts this Friday during a Zoom party, and I'm so excited. Take care, and thank you again for connecting us all during this time. Valerie from Florida. Um, So I have to admit that I read this email, and I thought it was such a great idea that I proposed it to this group of moms from a like a mommy and me class that we're all we all still are in touch and we we have like a we do a zoom every we have it scheduled for every week but it usually ends up being like every two weeks just because of everyone's schedules um and I was like hey I I can't take credit for this idea (laughs) like someone wrote into my podcast about it Valerie's idea but would you want to um do this secret Santa style gift exchange. And everyone's like, yeah, that sounds so fun. So we're doing it. <laughs> and I then, love that. And then we're going to open the gifts together on a Zoom in a couple of weeks. That is great. Oh my gosh, Dory. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Way to go. Look at you Thanks. just taking a listener suggestion and running with it. I, mean, I we, know. I will tell you my my motherless moms group um, does a kind of a gift exchange every year. And this year we just did cards, but we do it over Elfster. And, you know, that Elfster is a great little website. Yeah, I, I used it for to coordinate our our gift exchange as well. Yeah. Oh, what a great suggestion. Look at you. Yeah. When, it, when are you when are you doing the actual exchange? Like, I can't wait to find out what are the, what these five. Products um, are so I think we are doing I think you have to RSVP by tomorrow and then they'll do the name drawings on Friday. And then you have, I think you have a week to send the person the gift. Um, but I said it could just like, you don't have to get them five things. I just said like, there's a $25 limit, um, like amount limit and you can get whatever you want. So nice work. Yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was fun. So we had another really great activity suggestion. Kate, do you want to read it? Oh, I do. Hi, ladies. Three S's and two exclamation points <laughs> on the end there. I just wanted to write in with a suggestion for all the folks out there going crazy. I dyed my hair four different colors last week and I am loving it. It is an excellent quarantine activity. It brought out my inner mermaid. I would highly recommend Arctic Fox. It arrived very quickly. It is also vegan and cruelty free. Get your dye on. (laughs) So I've thought about doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to look at Arctic Fox. It's just crossed my brain. I haven't done any like 
actual research into what dyeing my hair right would right right especially because i'm a brunette but i do have some like kind of blonde highlights that i think color might latch onto. and if it if it goes very poorly i don't care totally so that's where i'm at so listener i'm with you <laughs> and i have some friends who have been dyeing their hair different colors and they all it all looks amazing so i'm intrigued same i can't wait to see what you do oh you will see it <laughs> although i could hide it you know you never you might never know that's true that's true <laughs> the way things are i now. know all right we got a voicemail from a listener um who would like some advice hello kate and dory i'm calling to respond to the who the hell knows what's going on with the shelter in place orders topic i'm from west virginia and feel completely in the dark they just opened outdoor seating for restaurants hair salons of precautions casinos but not gyms, and I just don't understand how they're justifying some things to open and not others. Anyway, I'm due to have a baby any day now, and my family has been bombarding me, asking me if they're going to be allowed to hold the baby. Just wanted to see if you guys had any advice or if any other listeners are going through the same thing. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. That sounds really hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, my immediate instinct is to say they can't yeah well i think you have the right to set those boundaries yeah you know and if you do not want if you don't feel comfortable or safe with that then you it is your right to say sorry no totally 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 um but i'd love to hear how other listeners are navigating this so please please let us know yeah, I mean, I, I know I have friends who have had babies during this time, you know, and those babies have not met their family and I haven't met my brother's new baby. I mean, th- th- this is a, would require leaving the state, so it's I can't even do it. But um, yeah, I would love to hear what other people are going through on this front. Yeah. All right. Um, our next email is from someone with a pet dilemma. I'm writing because I've always wanted a cat and made the decision to foster a cat while working from home during the pandemic. I was extremely excited, but also nervous. I like her a lot, but there is this part of me that is very stressed by her, which is odd because she literally sleeps all day long. I guess the idea of having a creature depend on me for her survival was really the root of my anxiety. And to add, a, add to that, she does have this condition where she has really bad breath, though weirdly, I like the smell of stinky pet breath. I know, I'm odd. And she drools a lot, so I've been constantly monitoring her. Then I noticed she had a cough when I picked her up, so I had to give her antibiotics. That was a nightmare. I had to suck up the medicine with a syringe and shoot it into her mouth. That did not go over well and left my hands with many battle scars. Finally, I gave up and just put smaller doses in her food. And sometimes she would eat the food and sometimes she wouldn't, but the cough is gone, so at least I did something right lastly i bought pretty litter and after a couple of weeks noticed her pee is sometimes blue which could mean uti oh, just side note um pretty litters one of pretty litters things is that it changes color to like let you know your your pet your pet's health so that's that's where this is coming from um which could mean uti so that has also put me on edge though the foster people said it's okay if it's just occasional and not always Have you realized that I'm a worrywart yet? Anyways, the real reason I'm writing is because I think this cat is just not the right cat for me. And it makes me really sad because I thought I would foster her, fall in love with her and want to keep her forever. But that just doesn't seem to be the case. I have friends and family members who have adopted pets during quarantine and literally a couple hours after adopting, they are like, I've only known him for two hours and I love him. 
It makes me feel weird and sad because that was not how I felt about the cat that I'm fostering. And also makes me feel like, am I just not a pet person? Am I just not responsible enough? Does this mean I'm going to be a terrible mother because like always wanting a cat? I've also always wanted to have kids. I'm only 26, but it's just one of those things I look forward to. And now I'm like, maybe I'm just this selfish person who just wants to live a life with no pets, no children, no nothing. I know that is really extreme, but I'm just sad and disappointed in myself because I've wanted a cat for so long. And yet I find myself yearning for my life pre-cat. I should also mention that I live in a studio, so there's no way to keep her out of my bedroom. And for the past three weeks, she's woken me up at 4 a.m. every morning to say hello. And then she won't let me sleep for two hours. I thought she wanted food, but she really just wants to socialize. So I'm also writing this to you on very minimal hours of sleep. And lack of sleep always makes me very emotional and anxious. And being in the midst of a pandemic obviously does not help. But yeah, I had I kind of had this epiphany tonight that this cat is sadly not my forever pet. And I'm just left feeling very sad and bummed out. Sorry, this email so long. I know you both are pet lovers, so I just wanted to hear your input and if, know if either of you had ever experienced what I am going through. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I, I, I would love to hear them. Like one, yeah, this might not be your cat. Okay. That's the, that is, that is one thing that is nice about fostering is that you are not committing to adopting the animal. You're giving them a home for time being so the rescue or the shelter where they are can get to know more about the, the animal and they can get a break from their shelter life, et cetera, et cetera. So while I do think it would be beneficial for the anim- the system and the animal if it wa- if you did want to adopt it, you do not, you do not have to. I would say though... Like sometimes, like anything, we don't just meet an animal and fall in love. Like I had my cat for a year and I I kind of didn't like her the first year I had her. Uh, And my roommates who live with me can attest to this. I was like, what? I don't, this cat's annoying. Like she was peeing all over the couch. Like she was just kind of a nightmare. She didn't seem to like me. And it took us a long, you know, animals are complex. It can take a long time to adjust to living with an animal, to get to know them, for them to get to know you. You've gone through a lot of stressful experiences with this animal. And you're basing your expectations on what you've seen other people perform on what I think are social media. But like that kind of, like, it's a little bit performative of like, oh my God, look, we're in love. Mm You know, they're not talking about like picking up the poop off their rug. They're just talking about how much they love their their newly adopted animal. So if you feel like sticking with it, you know, this is I think you've only been doing it for three weeks. You might you might have a change of heart like it can take a while for an animal, especially an animal coming out of the shelter or rescue system to relax and adjust to their new space. So I would say like, go easy on yourself. And if you want to give it a little bit longer, you might, you might change your feelings. Like you might grow to love each other. I don't think it is always an immediate connection. Um, And like also animal, it might not like pet owning for you. Like in this situation, it might not be about like this animal is your best friend, but if you still want to give it a home and that's available to you, you could keep doing that. You know what I mean? I do. But also like, it's okay. It's totally okay. And it doesn't mean you're not going to be a good parent at all. Right, Dory? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to be like, actually, it does. No. No, it does. Like, uh, you're fine. It's okay. It's totally okay. And, Kate, I think that is really great advice. Um, I think I would also just add that there's like no shame in deciding this is not the cat for you. 
Yeah, or the right time. Or the right to time. Have a pet. Yeah, totally. You know, like it's all okay. And also, cats are ridiculous, and they will. My cat woke me up at four in the morning for like my entire life. It. They're just they're bonkers. Cats are wild. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like welcome welcome to the world of cats they are fucking they are just a lot to handle but they do also give a lot of love if you feel like sticking it out but you're yearning for your life pre-cat and if that is available to you and this you know like i don't know i have a hard time with with um you know i i i my animals are rescues i know yours dog is dory and I, it's hard for me to say like give the cat back because well, I, I want that cat to have a home. I I um, agree with you. And I would totally, I would a hundred percent agree with you if she had adopted the cat, but she is, she is oh, only yes. fostering the cat and fostering totally. is intended to be a temporary situation. So you are right. Dora. So I feel like we should not, we should not, sh- she should not be expected to adopt the cat. Like nope. Fostering right. is, is, uh, if you if you end up adopting the pet that you are fostering, then great, we're fine. But that that's not the necessarily the intended outcome here. So that is a good point. I, I just want to, you know, I don't know. I just I, I just want to be clear that she, you know, she has not she has not signed any adoption papers. <laughs> like she has not yeah, committed no, to this totally cat. Right. So, and you know, also we you this was a decision you made under like the stress of this pandemic and self-isolating and all that you know like that is really this is a hard time to make a big decision and having an animal in your home is a huge decision and a big commitment and it's just totally okay if it is not right for you right now and it doesn't mean that you're going to be a terrible pet owner in the future or a terrible mother or a terrible anything else um and to your question if we've ever experienced what you're going through i mean kate you said you very much have I have never had a cat as an adult. Um, I had a cat when I was very, very, very young, like two years old or something. Don't really remember her. Um, But I had another dog before I had Bo. Her name was Lee. And when I had Lee for like, I don't know, like a year, I decided that she needed a brother. And I adopted another dog. And this dog, like, from the day I adopted him, it was just chaos. It was not the right fit for me, for Lee, for our apartment. Like it was, it was just not, not, not good. It was not a good situation. So after a couple of months, um, actually a friend of my parents adopted him and, um, he lived out the rest of his days, like in a, suburban house in Massachusetts. Um, but I had to like be really honest with myself and be like, I can't do this. So it happens. Um, Thanks for sharing that, Dory. You are welcome, Kate. <laughs> um, so word of the day, I was thinking we would choose one of the words that, that our listeners so kindly recommended <laughs> yesterday. But Kate, you had some other ideas. <laughs> Uh, my word of the day is three words and it's fuck this shit. Okay. There you go. I am just over it as I have already established many times in this episode. I'm, I'm sorry for ranting so hard, but that's my, that's my phrase of the day. Just, you know, fuck this shit, man. All right. Tomorrow, my, my word of the day is going to be like joy. (laughs) 
like peace <laughs> calm it doesn't have to be i know i know i just i was i was like angrily uh in a rage moment when i was writing in our document and honestly that's where i'm at today so i hope if that connects with somebody and resonates listen i hope you have a fuck this shit kind of day and yeah great our our thank you, <laughs> thank you for thank you for seeing i me. see you okay um our activity of the day is a suggestion from a listener named lauren she suggests um an instagram from a man named yuki and i don't know if i'm pronouncing this correctly ka Kawa Kawai. Um, he is a maker of art, plants, and Zen, and he posts these very calming um, videos of him doing uh, Zen gardens. And I, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, and I did find them very calming. So, um, thank you, Lauren, for this suggestion we will link to it in the show notes and uh, that brings us to the end of our little old show here so thank you all so much for listening we're here for you kate i hope your day gets better thank you so much you're so welcome (laughs) me too and same to you thank you thank you um and we will talk to you all tomorrow Bye. bye